It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Cougars, and this is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. We continue on with our pre-fall camp rundown of the burning questions and also position previews as we get you ready for fall camp kicking off next week for the BYU Cougars. We'll talk today about the specialists, the kicking positions for BYU. Massive burning question when it comes to the punter position in particular. We'll talk about that. We'll also preview the tight ends group a group that didn't participate heavily in spring ball due to a number of injuries, but we'll talk about what they have on the roster coming back this season, and we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News as well as doing our Church and State Player Countdown Series to get you ready. We're now 37 days away. It is coming quick, folks. Get excited. All right, with that, that's kind of the rundown of what we're going over today, so let's get to it. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for July 23rd, 2019. Hey everybody, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and thanks again for downloading the show and joining us on a Tuesday. BYU Fall Camp kicks off early next week. Excited to be out there watching the guys practice. Well, I hope. University of Utah has closed off all practices, and we haven't heard about BYU's plans for this fall camp, but I'm hopeful we get to see at least some of practice, as they have done in the past, but we'll see how they go about it. Uh, BYU would, I think, rather close things down rather than open them up more to the media, but we'll see what they decide to do. But we'll be getting ready as best we can for fall camp, and today we're going to be talking about tight ends and also the the specialists on this podcast in the first two segments. We're going to kick off today, kind of go in reverse order. We'll talk about the tight end position group in this first segment, and then we'll talk about the specialists in the second segment. Huge question mark when it comes to the punter position for BYU. But let's start off today talking about tight ends. And this was a group that did not participate heavily in spring ball due to a bevy of injuries. Uh, guys like Matt Bushman, Marone Laulu Pututau, uh, Hank Tuipolotu, etc., were all dealing with injuries in spring ball and were not were limited at the very least, and a lot of them just sat out all of spring ball. So that means they got little to no action during spring ball. But the nice part is you have a lot of proven options on this roster that I feel like can step in once fall camp gets going next week and should be able to contribute right away. Of course, Matt Bushman, a Mackey Award watch list uh, honoree, will be leading BYU's tight ends. The six foot five, two hundred and forty five pound wide receiver slash tight end. He's a guy who is best slated to be out there in that kind of that slot position. Very much is in the mix to lead BYU in receiving for a third straight year. I am of the opinion if he has another solid year this year, he likely turns pro and pursues an NFL career after having served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But if he has a good season and leaves, I don't think anybody can fault him. He's going to lead this tight end group. If Moroni Laulu-Pututau is back healthy from his knee injury, he's going to be that running mate with Bushman who makes that one-two tandem that was so effective early on in the season last year go. Uh, he tore that ACL and 
sudden other ligament damage in that Washington game a year ago, and he, his his loss was felt. Uh, Moroni is a guy who might be one of the best blockers on this team, but doesn't get the recognition for it. He's at the same size as Matt Bushman, six foot five, two hundred and forty five pounds, and he just gets it done, plain and simple. He's going into his senior season. He's been using that hashtag finding out why uh, with his multiple injuries he's dealt with in his career at BYU, but you can tell he's a guy who's motivated to make the most of his opportunities this year as a senior, so I'm expecting that MLP and Bushman will kind of be the leaders for BYU's tight ends group, but there are a bevy of other guys sitting behind them. Hank Tui Pelotu was getting a lot of hype last year, and when the injury happened to Moroni, he was expected to kind of step into that role, and then this very same week, he tears his ACL and is lost for the year. Uh, Hank sat out the season, and he listed at six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds. We'll see what he's able to do when he's finally on the field and able to practice fully and show what he can do. Because, like I said, he had plenty of hype uh, coming around him, coming back off a of mission, etc. And I think BYU fans are eager to see what he can do at the tight end group. Uh, BYU has a bevy of other options. We've talked about Darius McFarland on this podcast already, and Kyle Griffiths. They're guys who were slated to play fullback in the offense that Jeff Grimes originally installed for BYU with Tanner Mangum at the helm, but when Zach Wilson took over the starting position, they went to more of a spread set, so now guys like Griffiths and McFarland are listed at tight end. Uh, Griffiths is six foot three, two hundred and thirty pounds, while McFarland six foot two, two hundred and forty five pounds. These are the guys that are going to kind of fill that role. Uh, that's more of that H back role, a guy who uh, lines up maybe behind the other tight end or a tackle in run sets, acts as a fullback, more of a blocking back type of a player, and really shows what he can do. I, I think that uh, Darius McFarland has shown very soft hands in his limited action so far in his career, but as a redshirt freshman, he's expected to step up and really contribute this season. Griffiths is a guy who you see on social media all the time, seems to be best friends with multiple guys on the team, and we'll see if he's able to contribute. I think he's got the talent to do it. I think he was better slated to play a more traditional fullback role, but this H-back role, I think he'll give him an opportunity to show what he can do. Uh, there are plenty of other tight ends on this roster. You have Nate Heaps, a six foot four, 260-pound tight end from American Fork High School big body there, likely be more of a blocking back. We already talked about Alema Peely, Mayanar Church and State Player Countdown Series, six foot four, 205 pounds. If he doesn't put on the requisite weight maybe this year, I could see him moving positions maybe to linebacker, but we'll see how he pans out. And then two incoming freshmen to this group include Carter Wheat, a six foot four, 225 pound tight end out of Mesa, Arizona and Red Mountain High School. And then Isaac Rex coming in from San Clemente, California, a six foot six, 240 pound prospect. His dad, Byron Rex, is one of BYU's all-time legends at the tight end position. So there are going to be a number of guys competing for time in this tight end group, but the good news is, is I think this competition is going to breed and bring out the best in all of these guys and let them show what they can do. I expect that BYU will play with multiple tight end sets once again this fall because they have all these tight ends. They want to make them weapons in their offense. It's one of the key differentiators for BYU that BYU traditionally doesn't have great top end speed at the specialist positions, particularly at wide 
receiver. How can you counteract that? Well, you get a six foot six, six foot five tight end who can run pretty well, has very good hands, and can beat safeties and run past linebackers, and you throw the ball to him. That's why Matt Bushman has led BYU in receiving the last two seasons, in my mind. He has been the key differentiator for BYU's offense, and he has shown the ability to get open and make spectacular plays with his hands. So, these tight ends, they're going to be used in high, large doses, uh, high usage rates. You're going to see two tight ends on the field, maybe with two or three wide receivers at times, and they're going to be used to make sure that they are kind of that, that key cog, the X factor in BYU's offense this season. And I'm excited to see what they can do because, like I said, all these tight ends, Matt Bushman, Kyle Griffiths, Nate Heaps, Moronella, Ulu Pututau, Darius McFarland, Alema Pili, my Isaac Rex, Hank Tuipolotu, and Carter wheat every one of those guys has to be coming in thinking you know what after all of the injuries that we suffered a year ago who's to say I don't see action this season for BYU at that position and they've got to have that mentality and if they do have that mentality and they're pushing the guys ahead of them on the depth chart because we just listed I think eight or nine tight ends there's likely only going to be three to four that gets heavy rotation in my mind Every one of those guys has to be thinking, I can make an impact for this team. And if you can do that, you get out there and you have an opportunity to play with a guy like Zach Wilson, and I think you have a chance to really show what you can do. So BYU tight ends, I very much think are a big strength of this BYU offense. I've said it once and I'll say it again. This BYU offense is being underrated entering this season. I think they've done a great job developing talent across all 11 positions on the offense and the tight end group might be the deepest and strongest of them all and I'm including uh, the offensive line there I think this tight end group is going to be phenomenal and barring major injuries a decimated a decimation of injuries like they had last year I think BYU's tight end group could be a major factor in BYU's offensive success this coming season All right, we will come back on the other side to talk about a position group that definitely does not have depth and is very much in flux and definitely could be something that BYU fans want to keep an eye on. That is the punter position. We'll talk about the specialists on BYU's roster coming up next. Before we do that, though, if you guys want to reach an upscale male audience, their company should be advertising on this podcast with Locked On Cougars. To get your company connected with this audience, email us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com or email Locked at LockedOnPodcast.com to get more details about increasing your business. We've reached thousands and thousands of BYU fans, both locally here in the state of Utah, nationwide, and even some of them worldwide. So if you want to work with the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Cougars, please don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to represent your brand, your company, or whatever item you're trying to sell to consumers. We'll be back in a minute. This is Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary.
Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A reminder for you guys that this podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, also the Himalaya Podcast app. Please follow along. Give us that subscription. Uh, It's free. I know that word subscription is a negative connotation, but it is free. And give us a good rating and review, particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Those five-star reviews for Apple really help get the word word out about this podcast. I want to thank you guys in advance for helping us out and making sure that uh, we are continue to climb in our ratings. Our numbers have never been stronger in terms of downloads. That's not uh, all that surprising with fall camp firmly on the horizon. It's coming up next week, and that's what we're talking about all week here on the podcast. So thank you once again in advance for your continued support of the podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome on in. Hopefully you find this of worth and becomes your daily stop for all of your BYU news because this is a daily podcast all focused on BYU. All right, let's talk about the BYU specialist positions for a minute here. Uh, BYU, their specialists, I feel like there's two spots in their specialist groups that they're very strong at. One, deep snapper. Mitch Harris is back for his senior season. He got a year back from the NCAA, and he'll be back to reprise his role as BYU's deep snapper. And the only surprising thing about that is, is currently, and this will change once the fall camp roster is revealed, he's the only deep snapper on BYU's roster currently. And that's a little bit concerning because you want to have continuity of that position. You want to have maybe have a senior and then a freshman or a sophomore coming up who you feel really comfortable with that you can build on. And we'll see if BYU announces somebody joining the roster once fall camp begins at that regard. But he is on the roster there and expected to have another great year snapping for BYU. And if you're a BYU fan, you don't want to know his name any more than what I just said. So there you go. Deep snapper Mitch Harris. At kicker, there's a two-player te- two battle between Jake the Make Oldroyd and Skylar Southam. Of course, both of them former freshman phenoms at kicker for BYU. Jake Oldroyd winning B- uh, Kalani Satake's first game as a head coach against Arizona with a clutch kick. And of course, Skylar Southam probably winning the most notable, uh, notching the most notable win for BYU under Kalani Satake with that win over then-ranked Wisconsin last season. Those two guys are going to go back and forth at kicker, and I'm expecting whoever wins the job is going to be set, and they'll be that'll be their position. They'll have the other guy pushing them. There's no doubt about that. I don't know who to give the edge to. I would guess that Southam, because he's kicked more recently for BYU, gets the nod. But Oldroyd's been working out plenty this offseason. There's been plenty of social media videos. He did a kicking thing with former BYU, former BYU punter Johnny Linehan and showed off his leg. So we'll see what happens at the kicker position. But I do wonder, because at punter is where the big question is about this position group. Danny Jones, a six foot four, 245-pound athlete from Essendon, Australia, a former Australian rules rugby player, etc., is BYU's only punter on the roster currently. And there were some rumors about him this offseason that he was unhappy being at BYU and he may pursue a transfer. And of course, with the transfer portal, that can happen within hours, you can go to the compliance people at your university and say, yeah, guess what? I'm out. Uh, Please give me the information I need to put my name in the NCAA transfer portal and I'm, I'm taken off here. But currently, Danny Jones is the only punter on the roster and 
I have to say, in terms of what I've seen from Danny Jones so far, it's been subpar. And that's I and I don't mean to be negative about that, but they have a massive, massive question mark speaking of BYU at punter. I don't know if they'll add people in fall camp to compete for this punter position, but I would guess that Jake Oldroyd or Skylar Southam also will, well, I think both of them, will also be showing what they can do at punter because, like I said, this punter position is extremely concerning for BYU simply due to the fact that they just don't have anybody else outside of Danny Jones. And like I said, what I've seen from Danny Jones has been inconsistent at best, and that's concerning for BYU. Uh, in our special weekend edition on Sunday, we talked about Jake Oldroyd droid and how uh, Utah's kind of facing the opposite um, issue when it comes to their specialists. They've had a great run of punters and kickers over the years, but all of a sudden their kicking position is very much in flex. They have a walk-on who is currently kind of their lead guy for the kicking position. So BYU has issues at punter. Utah has issues at kicker. Why don't we just split the difference and let uh, Utah's punter punt for BYU and BYU's kickers kick for Utah? Just kidding. That's not going to happen. Come on. It's it's a rivalry, and that's you know how that goes. Anyways, uh, but this is a massive, massive concern when it comes to uh, BYU and their punting position. If Danny Jones comes out in fall camp, starts booming punts, and they're consistent, they're spirals, he's able to roll out, kick with both feet like he was kind of projected to do coming from Australia, then great. Maybe he answers that question on his own. But as it stands right now, it's a very, very big question mark for BYU because punting Flipping that field when you go three and out on offense or your drive stalls on your side of the field, flipping the field, I know that's a colloquial term in football parlance, but if you can make your opponent line up deep in their own half of the field, your chances of stopping them go up significantly. And having a punter who can pin opponents deep is an absolute luxury. And right now, I'm not sure what BYU's got. Here's hoping that a guy like Danny Jones has figured things out and he can really uh, be the guy for BYU at punter, but I'm not holding my breath. And I would expect that Jake Oldroyd and or Skylar Southam competes for this position. And I would guess there's probably one or two guys that BYU is tried out, etc., who will be joining the roster in fall camp to make a push for that position because it is a massive, massive question mark right now for BYU at punter, and they got to figure it out. So at the specialist position, two of the three positions very much set. The third one, massive concern at punter for BYU. We'll see early on in fall camp what happens. Maybe BYU pursued a transfer that we don't know about at this time. I would doubt that because normally with those transfers, you have to have a scholarship open, and based on what I know of BYU scholarship situation, they're capped out. So I don't know what's going to play out here at punter for BYU. BYU, but they do need to find an answer and find an answer quickly early on in fall camp because you can't be trifling around with this going into the season, especially when you face those first four Power Five opponents. You need every bit of talent and help you can get when you're facing those opponents. All right, there you go. I'll be continuing on all week long with burning questions and position group previews that are key positions for BYU entering the 2019 season and 2019 fall camp, and we'll have it all covered for you here on Locked On Cougars. Before we go, a reminder for you guys, when you are driving to or from work around town, all you have to do is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Cougars, and we'll be right there with you for the drive, keeping you up to date on all the latest in BYU news. We'll catch up on everything else next. This is Locked on Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. 
And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. As we close out this Tuesday edition of the podcast, a couple of things to cover for you. We'll start off with our Church and State Player Countdown Series today, and we stop at day number 37 as we count you down towards the Holy War. We're talking about two different players, two walk-ons for BYU, one on the offensive side of the ball, another on the defensive side of the ball. We'll start off with Austin Wetzel, a junior from Lehigh High School, served a mission in Detroit, Michigan for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. His dad, Mark, has been a longtime uh, guy that worked in the golf industry here locally. Austin Wetzel, a former Lehigh High School standout, attended Weber State as a freshman before transferring to BYU. At 5'11", 175 pounds, he is going to be looking to show what he can do. He's a junior this year. He's been in BYU system for a couple of seasons now, and he's expecting, I I would assume, this is just me speaking, that he is going to see what he can do to push up the depth chart and get some action this year. I would expect he's a guy that challenges for minutes, especially on special teams, shows what he can do there, and helps the coaching staff really uh, understand, hey, this is what I can offer to BYU. Let me go out and show it to you. Uh, I was an All-State honoree at defensive back and wide receiver in high school, so he has some plaudits to his name, but probably faces some pretty long odds to really move up the depth chart this season and become a key cog for BYU. But the wide receiver position group has been a question mark for BYU over the past couple of seasons, and who's to say that doesn't come out and absolutely knock it out of the park and show we can do. He is married, so best of luck to Austin Wetzel this coming fall as he attempts to show what he can do. Another guy with ties to BYU is incoming freshman defensive back Kimball Henstrom, a six foot, 170 pound athlete from Alta High School in Draper, Utah. His father played for BYU and Kimball, I think, is very much kind of in the same mold of former BYU walk-ons like an Austin McChesney. Of course, Jackson McChesney is a running back joining BYU's roster this coming season, but Austin McChesney was a walk-on from Lone Peak at Lone Peak High School there in Alpine, Utah, and was a guy who was in a secondary or almost starting position for BYU before two major knee injuries have absolutely cut his career a little bit short. He's back on the roster this year, and I'm hoping a guy like Austin McChesney Chesney can step up and really show what he can do, but I feel like Kimball Henstrom has kind of got the same thing coming in terms of what he's able to do. Uh, he was an all-star, all-state player at Alta High School, one of the better high school programs in this state. Uh, he's done some interesting things. He has a pretty good squat for a guy who's not all that heavy, 170 pounds, but he can squat reportedly 365 pounds, has a 32-inch vertical, so he's got plenty of talent and plenty of um, athleticism to him. We'll see if he's able to show anything this fall, but I would expect if you see him on the field this year, it's probably going to be as a special teams player. Maybe you see him playing the defensive backfield as a as a backup late in games. Maybe it's a blowout for BYU, but he probably ends up redshirting this coming season and really developing his body, seeing what he can do. And I don't know if he has mission plans, etc., but if he does, he could... Uh, 
leave for a mission pending uh, his how his season goes this year. So we'll see how it goes for Kimball Henstrom and Austin uh, Austin Wetzel. I'm, Austin McChesney came to my mind, but yeah, Austin Wetzel and Kimball Henstrom are player countdown series honorees or spotlighted players on today's podcast. All right, other news for BYU includes a senior Clayton Young from the men's track and field squad was named the 2019 Men's Outdoor Track Scholar Athlete of the Year by the U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Association on Monday. He's a senior mechanical engineering major. He's the first member of the men's team to be named USTF CCCA Outdoor Track Scholar Athlete of the Year in program history. Absolutely phenomenal honor for Clayton Young. Had some in- incredible showings for BYU on the track this year. Best of luck to him whatever, in whatever's next. I don't know if he plans to go pro in running or if he decides to pursue mechanical engineering, but that is a fantastic honor and a big congratulations to Clayton Young on earning that. 40 additional athletes were named by the USF TCCCA uh, all-academic team. So the 40 men's and women's track and field athletes receiving that honor. Ed Eyestone's built a fantastic program with that track and field program at BYU and also the cross-country side of things. 40 athletes getting all academic honors. That is awesome, and congratulations to all 40 Cougars who earned that honor, but none more so than Clayton Young winning that Male Scholar Athlete of the Year award. That is a fantastic honor for him to receive that. All right, there you go. That is the podcast for today. Please follow us on all social media channels. You can follow the show Locked on Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. Love to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think about the show, etc. I had a a BYU fan uh, reach out to me yesterday saying, are you really comparing Zach Wilson to Patrick Mahomes? No, I wasn't trying to compare the two. They're two different players. I'm not saying that Wilson is on Mahomes level. I was trying to make the the point that the, the coaches at BYU have used Mahomes as an example. They've shown plays that he has run for Kansas City and used him as an example for Zach Wilson to kind of emulate in his own play. So hopefully that clears that up a little bit. I didn't mean to say that Zach Wilson is the next Patrick Mahomes. That's not what I'm trying to say. But feel free to reach out anytime. Love to hear from you guys answering your questions. Would love to do listener mailbags. If you guys have questions for us, please send them in. You also can email us at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there. All right, that's the podcast for today. Thanks again for supporting the show. As always, please follow on whichever podcatcher you use and give us a good rating and review if you don't mind. It really does help get the word out about the podcast. We'll catch you guys tomorrow enjoy the rest of whatever's left of your tuesday this has been locked on cougars for july 23rd 2019